Episode 1 of The Pen Addict has been brought to you by Phraseology by Agile Tortoise. There are a lot of text entry apps for the iPad. Phraseology, however, is a writing app for the iPad. It has tools that allow you to look up words in its sister app terminology, also by Agile Tortoise. It allows you to arrange paragraphs in its powerful arrange view, so you can mix and match and move around your paragraphs to suit exactly the piece that you're writing. You can do this with ease, and you can even look at your work in a markdown preview. Phraseology is a tool that is powerful enough even for the busiest writers. You can check out Phraseology in the iOS App Store. It's only $4, which is an absolute steal. We'd like to thank Agile Tortoise for sponsoring this first episode, of which you can hear right now. Hello, and welcome to episode one of The Pen Addict. Um, I am Michael Hurley, and I am one of the co-hosts of this show. But really, this show all all focuses around my illustrious co-host, and that is Mr. Brad Dowdy, The Pen Addict himself. Hello, Mike. How are you? Very well, my man. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm ecstatic to be finally doing this. It's something I've wanted to do for years and, you know, getting to know you over the past few months and talking out the show and and seeing that there is an opportunity to bring a a show like this to the 70 Decibels Network. I'm pretty excited. Indeed. So I... I've been twisting your arm for a little while, right? Right, and, <laughs> for and, sure. And coercing you into doing a show, a show <laughs> with me. And this kind of started um, a little while ago. I mean, we, one of the other shows that we have on the network. So if anybody doesn't know me, I am a podcaster um, by trade, pretty much. Um, I, this show is part of a network of shows called the 70 Decibels Network. Um, you will find a link in the show notes to that episode. Uh, sorry, to, 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 the, uh, to the network. Um, we have a podcast called Enough, um, which is me and my colleague Patrick Roan to that show. And we had an episode, I think it was number 25, um, where we spoke with our good friend, mutual friend, Randy Murray, about pens and paper. And people loved it. Right. So it was always always been in the back of my mind that it was something that we should consider doing one day. But I wasn't didn't really know who to ask. And I've been following your site for a while and mainly just looking at pictures. <laughs> because that's what we love to do right right um so then we got to talk in a little while ago after me and pat were, were, had a conversation about you on a, on another episode of enough and then we convinced you to come on for an episode and then it all went on from there yeah that that episode was fun and that really uh planted the seed it was episode 104 if anyone wants to download that and, and check it out of enough um it was really fun just kind of you know, a free flow conversation about pens and paper and how we all use them. And uh, everyone seems to have that underlying uh, love for pen and paper. You know, it doesn't really come out. uh, You know, it's not something you see with all your online friends. You see all their app usage and, you know, what browser they're going to use and things like that. But uh, bringing the the, the pen and paper to the podcast is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. So, um, I've sort of introed myself a bit, Brad, for the people that might not know me. So why don't you tell people who you are and, and why you are the pen addict? Sure. Um, you know, if you haven't caught it so far, my name is Brad Dowdy. I run a, I started a website called penaddict.com back in 2007 just to kind of capture my fascination with pens that I couldn't find at an office supply store or a grocery store or, or things like that. And, you know, during that time, there weren't uh, a lot of resources for that type of thing. I'd go online and, and try to find pens that I liked and couldn't find anyone writing about them, uh, taking pictures of them, showing how 
a writing sample looked on a piece of paper, things like that. So I decided to do it myself and, um, it just has, has kind of grown from there. Um, I've turned that blog, uh, into, I guess you could say a, a full-time job with a company called jetpins.com that I now work for full-time as of May of last year, I, I left a 10 and a half year IT career and became a, uh, uh, marketing associate for, uh, jetpins.com, which is a, a company I love. Yeah, we're going to have this at the end of the show later, but we're still looking for some outro music. So if you would like to submit any outro music, then please get in touch. And you can do that by going to 70decibels.com forward slash contact. We have a contact page uh, where you can also submit general feedback about this show if you wanted to. Uh, But we're going to have a sort of a disclaimer, but I figured we'd say it now. So even though you are an employee of JetPens, JetPens is no not associated with the Penatic podcast. Right. This 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 uh podcast is, you know, from from me as the from the perspective of the Penatic um not from my employer. So we just want to yes. make that make that clear up front. All opinions are mine and mine only and are not reflective of jetpens.com. I love that sort of statement. You see it everywhere online. I know. These opinions it, it, are my own. We need we need to speed it up like the uh like the drug commercials list all the uh side <laughs> effects at the end. The potential side effects of being a pen addict. Right. No spare money. I have been called an enabler more than once. Yeah, I think that that is a problem. And, <laughs> and we're not helping out by doing it. Um before we sort of kick into the to the first topic as well, I did mention the show notes. And for anybody that's not aware of where to find them, if you go to 70decibels.com forward slash the pen addict, you just find the episode number that you're listening to. Obviously, this is episode one, and you can see the show notes there. Or if you use um, an iOS app, if you're listening on an iPhone or even on, I assume, on other devices, you can see show notes um, like our app of choice is an app called Instacast, and if you're on iOS, then I think that we will all definitely recommend that, and you can see all the show notes there. And if you're listening um, on the music app on the on the iPhone or iPod Touch, um, if you just tap the artwork, the show notes will all appear there, and you can just click them and go to the links that we reference. So there you go. Um, so Brad, when we were planning out this episode, you pointed me to um, a link that our buddy Dave Kalo over at Fifty Two Tiger um, had posted about pen and paper. Right, right. It it it's very uh, strange, maybe a little bit of fate, how this lined up because you know you and I have been talking about this podcast for literally weeks now and doing some mm-hmm. planning around it and different things like that, and we had scheduled today, you know weeks back to to start the podcast and then yesterday our, our friend dave on his 52tiger.net blog posted a link to an article from the detroit free press called this year's killer app is pen and paper <laughs> and i was just like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> with us getting ready to start this podcast and that that type of article it it just you know really speaks to what hopefully this podcast is going to be about, you know, those type of tools and, and how, you know, just basic analog tools like pen and paper are still, you know, extremely useful and almost necessary in this digital age. And, Definitely. and Dave's, Dave's pull quote from the article was, even as we scramble to replace our daily activities with simplified digital solutions, there's still nothing quite like writing something down. Hallelujah! <laughs> it, it, it's so it's so simple. It's obviously obviously something I believe in hugely, as we'll come to find out as the uh, episodes go on. But um, I, 
I just thought that article was great. I actually, I actually wrote the, uh, the, the journalist who wrote that article yesterday. Cause I was, I was very happy with the article and, uh, oh, cool. so just wanted to say thanks to him for, for doing that. So it, uh, it was a very good article. We'll show note that. And, um, uh, and that'll be in the in the links for everyone to read, and uh, I, I suggest you do. It's a pretty cool article because they even talk about some brands and stuff like Field Notes that we love, right? Yeah, uh, Field Notes is a is a big capturing tool for me, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about them a lot. And uh, oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of uh, a lot of our friends are big Field Notes users. So when we were talking about episode one, um, you know, I'm I I love pens and paper, but I I know nowhere near as much as you do mm-hmm. or maybe even some of our listeners at the show do i all i do is i buy what looks pretty right or right. what i like the look of exactly um and one of the great things about doing this show is i'm going to learn a lot which i really want to learn because i love pen and paper my only the only problem that i already foresee is um i'm not really going to have any money left <laughs> but you know such is life right so what i thought we'd do because when sometimes when i read some of your posts and stuff that there are terms that i don't always get or i understand them but don't understand them in the terms that that you're mentioning them in so we thought that what we would do for episode one is present you with a glossary so later on in later episodes if we're talking about something or if somebody asks us a question we can refer them back to episode one the glossary episode so they can uh, pick up on the terms that we've mentioned Right. And I, I think that's a great idea. It's just coming from someone with me. While I don't think I'm an expert at it, I've got a lot of experience with it. And, and, you know, I might just in my regular conversation, you know, I might drop some term that someone, you know, like yourself, who is just, you know, <laughs> takes a pen and paper more at face value, um, a, a term you've never heard of. So yeah. we wanted to just kind of cover some some of the very basic terms. You know, people who have been reading the pen attic for years probably already know these terms. But, you know, we want to ha- also have a... Um, a point for people new to the pen addict, new to the pen addict podcast and new to pens and paper in general. Cause we hope more of y'all, you know, come on and start listening to this show, a place to where they can refer back to and see, you know, what are these strange terms they're talking about? So you shared a list with me. So if I run through the list that you've shared with me mm-hmm. and then you can tell me, tell me what, what they mean or what they are. Right. Sound good. Sure. Absolutely. So ballpoint ink. Yeah. I, I kind of classified all all the inks as a group. So, you know, ballpoint, a lot of people who are not familiar with pens or don't use pens on a lot, they consider every pen a ballpoint. You'll hear that, you know, every pen, it's kind of like Coke. A lot of people use the term ballpoint the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, But what ballpoint is, it's really, it's an oil-based ink that is very, um, it can can be kind of messy, but it's very consistent. It's going to write on a lot of... uh, you know, different situations where as, you know, maybe a, a liquid ink or a gel ink, uh, will not write in, um, a liquid ink is, I guess you get more of that from a, a rollerball type pen. Um, what, what pens have you been using recently, Mike? So at the moment I have a, uh, zebra Sarasa clip. Okay. And that the Sarasa is a gel ink pen and that's mm-hmm. kind of become the most popular pen what gel ink provides that a ballpoint um ink does not and what a liquid ink does not is that it is very consistent it's got a very dark color to it um and there's just kind of a um, richness to the writing that um, a lot of other pens have 
now it, it does have a downfall in that it's a little bit wetter and you know it might it might smear right. it might smear a little bit on the page but it's not going to bleed through your page it's not going to you know um you're not going to be able to you know see through on the other it's not going to soak through to the page behind the one that you're writing on i feel that um ballpoint ink lasts a lot longer it than does. gel ink it it definitely does um you know the 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 way the gel inks formulated i think it it's just made to, I don't want to say it's made not to last, it's not made to last as long, but it, it flows through the pen more quickly. Um, so you will, you will like your Sarasa will, mm-hmm. you know, all things considered, if it compared to a, a ballpoint pen, it, it's going to run out of ink sooner. So gel ink, it feels like it's something that um, has, has sort of seen a, a surge in popularity maybe over the last few years. Is that is that correct? It is. And compared to a ballpoint ink, ballpark, ballpoint inks, the manufacturers can't make as vibrant of colors with right. with their inks as with the gel. Um, the gel gives the manufacturers a wide range uh, of colors. It's just, it's essentially a suspension um, in the in the ink cartridge itself that and that um, that pigment in there allows them to just really have bright colors, and it's very very vibrant. Um, it, it's things you can't get in a ballpoint pen. And liquid ink, which is another one you mentioned, that'd be like fountain pen ink, right? Yeah, like a it's a water based ink, um, and you know there's the benefits to that are it, it's going to flow real nicely. It's going to be generally smooth. It's going to dry a lot faster than a gel ink, but it's also going to bleed on the page a little bit more um, and get everywhere and get everywhere. It can't now there's some, we'll talk about some liquid inks that are really, that are better. There's always pens that are better that handle it better than others. But um, yeah, generally liquid inks, you know, they can, they're going to soak through the page if you're not careful or you're not using the right liquid ink pen. So we have a ballpoint that would be in roller balls, right? Which is obviously a type of pen that everybody uses. Right. Right, there's it's it, ballpoints generally come in a rollerball. They also make um, some needle needle tip ballpoints, but it's still a rollerball technology in the tip of the pen. Now, some gel ink pens, um, or actually some liquid ink pens, use a, a needle tip technology that does not have a rollerball in, in the tip. But um, it, it's not too common. But there's some there's some good pens that do that as well. So explain to me a needle tip. Then what what is that? A needle tip is is just exactly what what you would imagine. It looks like a looks like a needle, like um, like you know, like a sewing needle or like a needle you stick in your arm. You know all about that, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I am well known. <laughs> but um, yeah, it that boils down to a personal preference. Um, there's not, in my opinion, there's not a lot of um reason to always pick a needle tip or always pick a conical tip is what you know the arrow shaped tip of a of a ballpoint pen you know if you look at like a pilot g2 which uh, most people are familiar with Mm -hmm. that's what i consider a conical tip pen it's just like pointed like an arrow um you know shaped like a cone um yeah whereas a needle tip pen is like a pilot precise v5 or a pilot high tech c um it's just real pointy and sharp there's one's not better than the other. I, th- I think that all boils down to personal preference. Right. So the the high tech C is that a rollable or um, is that a needle? It's considered a needle, 
Right. But <laughs> I see where, but, going, where this, this yeah. show is going to go already, right? right There's so right. many. <laughs> and this will be a, a, a good item to include in the notes that you can't tell by looking at it. Because on, on the surface, it looks like a needle tip. But why it is so smooth is there is actually a tiny, tiny rollerball in the tip of that pin. And I actually have a pretty good image of that that I've shared before. Um, and honestly, that's why that, that pin is, is so popular because that, um, it, it gives a really, really smooth writing performance in a needle tip pin that allows it to become very, very fine. So, so when you're, I mean, in your reviews and stuff, you talk mm -hmm. a lot about line width. Yeah, that's that's pretty important, um, at least to me. That's actually why I started the pin addict because I don't like wide tip pins. Like I consider a wide tip pin anything you'll see when you go shopping for a pin or see a pin on the store shelf. You'll see zero point seven millimeters. That's actually the tip size of the pin. You know, if the the manufacturers measured it, and that's how wide the physical tip of the pin is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'd say 0.7 millimeters and up um, are a, a wide tip pin. The most and, and 0.7 millimeters is probably the most common you see. That's what you know. Mm. I, I call it. Um, you know, when I'm referring to pins, I say that that that's what you're going to find in the office, right? If you go to the office supply cabinet in your office, you're probably going to come out with a 0.7 millimeter gel or liquid pin or a 1.0 millimeter ballpoint pin. That's what, okay. that's what, at least in America, that's what everyone has been, has been stuck with for decades. And hopefully I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to change that a little bit. But you're trying to change me, right? Right, right. For By sure. Making me use uh, finer pens. And I think that that probably, because the, I, I, I felt that uh, the 0.7 was the best size for me because that's mm -hmm. what I've been used to. Sure. Sure. And, that and I felt that anything below that would just be like cutting holes in paper. Right, right. Which is why when you go to the store, you don't see anything less than 0.5 millimeter, which is what for years and years and years is, was everything I used because I liked a fine, fine line. And that was as fine as I could get. You know, I, you know, there were, I, you know, 10 years ago, I wasn't shopping for pens online. Right. And I didn't live in Japan where this was more prevalent. And that's what I was stuck with. And one day I walked into a uh, office max and saw a 0.38 millimeter pen, a uniball Sino RT 0.38. I was like, this is interesting. And that, that's actually the pen that, that started the, the pen addict is the uniball Sino RT 0.38 millimeters. I remember it specifically. And, um, you know, it, and the pen, pen addict became, my search for more pins like that because hmm. you're just you just can't find them in the store um it's starting to become more prevalent these days um because of, of you <laughs> yeah doubtful <laughs> <laughs> i highly doubt that now i complain on on my blog to the pin man manufacturers all the time i'll say you know pilot are you listening and you know what they're uniball pilot almost all the main pin manufacturers now have a sub 0.5 millimeter pin available on in office supply store shelves so we have so. you to thank i think we can categorically <laughs> say that we have brad dowdy to thank for the thinner pens and stores I, I wish i had that kind of pull trust just me just take just take it say yeah no it was me <laughs> so we spoke about tip size which mm -hmm. I probably i'll oh, go on no yeah i want to uh, elaborate that on a little bit just because yeah, there's a difference between tip size and line width 
which okay. a lot of people get confused. So the tip size is what you see on the pen, printed on the pen, 0.5 millimeters, 0.7 millimeters. When you write on the page, the line width is different, and that's not measured by the pen companies, right? They're not going to they're not going to say you know, or, or most of them don't say this is a 0.5 millimeter pen, and the line width is going to be you know 0.4 millimeters on the page. So line width and tip size are two different things. No, I didn't know that. It was like I had just assumed. I guess mm-hmm. I just assumed that it would be the same. Right. That's why if you put down, you know, if you grab, you know, five different pins off your desk that are all 0.5 millimeters, you'll see they'll have different line widths. You'll notice that the line width isn't cons- consistent. And that's going to be, you know, just differences in the manufacturer, how they've, how they've designed the, the tip of that pin to, um, to lay the ink down on the page. So it's even though it is that size, depending on the way that it's designed, will give a different a different thickness. Not only that, but it depends on the ink too. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so I, you could put different inks into the same um, nib, and it would or tip, and it would give a different line thickness. Right. Like your liquid ink is going to spread a little bit more, so your lines will look thicker. Your gel ink is going to remain tighter just because of those ink properties, so your line is going to appear thinner. I knew I was going to learn a lot today. (laughs) So I just slipped up and said nib size, right? Now, nib size is different to tip size. Well, I I mean, for for me... uh, a nib is, is strictly a fountain pen term, but I think, you know, it, it, it certainly, um, can be used just for a regular pen, uh, tip and there, there's no perfect word. I refer to it as tip with, and when someone says, what's the, it talks about a pen and asks me what the nib size is, I know immediately what they're referring to. So I think those right. are interchangeable. Okay. But for me, if I say, if nib comes out of my mouth, I'm usually referring to a fountain pen nib, which is... A whole nother episode. <laughs> that's, that's one I'm looking forward to. That's many episodes on top of many episodes. Um, the the fountain pen in pen world is pretty amazing. Talk to me about hybrid ink. That has become popular with the Uniball Jetstream pen. Now, the Jetstream kind of it's kind of Uniball's positioned it as a rollerball ballpoint hybrid, and they call it a hybrid because of the ink manufacturing process. Um, I don't have all the the details and specs of that ink, but what they've done is try to make an ink that is smooth flowing, like a gel ink, but quick drying and doesn't smear like a ballpoint. It's kind of a best of both worlds ink. So most hybrid inks you're going to find in what people would would categorize as a ballpoint pen, like the Uniball Jetstream. I, I categorize it as a ballpoint, but it is so much nicer and so much different than, you know, the BIC you're going to find, you know, the, than the hotel room BICs that you, you pick up on occasion. <laughs> it, it's, it's classified as a ballpoint pen. And if you go shopping at a store, they're going to be listed under the ballpoint pen section. And even online, they'll be listed on the ballpoint pen section, but there's, different ink properties that companies have started to come up with to make the writing utensil smoother and quick drying. Cause that, that, that's a big feature that people look for. Um, which I, you're a lefty, aren't you? I am a lefty and yes. that's, that is a whole episode, right? Right. Right. That's, that's yeah, we should episode. have, we should have stated that front. I'm left-handed. You're right-handed. Yes. Yeah. And that's a, which that's is a, important. It's a huge deal. It's a really, really big deal. 
And, um, you know, people ask me to recommend pens all the time. And there's just, there's a list of questions I ask, you know, what, you know, what are you trying to do? How are you going to be using this? Are you left-handed? You know, that, that kind of thing makes, makes a big difference on what type of pen is best for you. See, I think, actually, I'll save it. I was about to say something about, <laughs> about my left-handed experiences, but I'm going to save that. Yeah, yeah. Um, capped, retractable. Yeah, that's that's just basic Sounds basic is, terminology. Right? Yeah, it it is what it is. You know, a cap pen's got a cap that you're going to pull off. Um, you know, the tip of the pen, and some people write with the pen uncapped. They'll set it down on the side. Um, one term I use a lot is post. Um, that when you stick the cap on the back of a pen, that's posting the cap. So if you ever hear me say with the cap posted, that means that means the um, the cap <laughs> has been placed on the end of the pen. Sounds like you just had a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I know that's UPS, and I know it's a box of jet streams. <laughs> wow. Can you smell them? <laughs> no, I ordered them a couple of days ago because um, it, it's a pen my wife likes, and she was out of them, so I ordered, them. I ordered her some. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have just this radar for jet streams. Uh, that's funny. Like it couldn't be anything else. So. That, Post, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of doing that. I didn't know that. Was, I didn't know that had a term. Yep, but it, it, actually, that's like a new term to me does. too. I mean, I, I oh, really before I started writing the pen addict, I, I would never knew what posting was. But when readers started saying, you know, do you write with the cap posted? I was like, oh, okay, so that's there is a word for that. <laughs> You're just like yes. <laughs> <laughs> now the next word, I can't even begin to assume what it means. Knock. Yeah, that goes in with a retractable pen. Um, the there's lots of term and terms for the 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 most people call it the clicker or the clicky oh, what, this? on the end of the pen. Yeah, the little clicky on the end of the pen. You know, do you have a clicker pen or or something like that? Um, I actually refer to it a lot as the knock, and that I, you know I don't know the origination of that term, and I see that in in a lot of the Japanese pens. Um, that I use and, and purchase and review that the term knock is, is interchangeable with a, uh, you know, a click pin or a, a retractable pin. That's the little plunger on the end of the pin is a, is a knock. You've just made me add another topic and I think mm -hmm. we keep sharing with the topics. So, so people know what they're going to expect. Good. Um, Japanese versus the rest of the world. That's, that's a, um, a big topic that's probably more probably might even be more than a one show topic good just good. because we we've talked you know on twitter and and things like that just fountain pen nibs alone there's you know a japanese size nib with yeah. the same markings as a german size nib you're going to get a completely different performance but we'll we'll save that for another time that's a definitely a topic we will cover cool um how oh. Couple, couple left. Smooth and scratchy. Yeah, that's just people. The hardest thing about explaining some pens to someone is they want to know how, how does it write and how does it feel. Well, there's only so many words you can use to to tell someone, you know, uh, halfway across the world how a pen feels when you write. So I always try to relate, you know, at least in in general terms when. The tip is on the paper. Does it feel smooth? Um, is there some type of feedback um, when I'm writing like a scratch or scratchy? You know, is is I always try to relate is I'll kind of have a baseline pen. You know, if a Pilot G2, you know, is 
very smooth, you know, how would a high tech C relate to it? You know, I, is it less smooth or is it more scratchy? And, and that's just trying to help. That's something I always wanted to know when I started the pen addict. And that's why I started it. You know, I, I, I wanted to write my reviews handwritten, not typed. What's the point of a pen review blog where I'm just typing about the pen. I wanted to put it down on paper and talk about what I felt when I was writing with the pen and how the pen and ink performed. So, you know, you just use those general terms, smooth and, and scratchy to, to kind of give readers a, and now listeners a, an idea of, of what to expect when they're writing with that pen. And I'll, I'll say this, everyone sees it differently, right? That's why this is such a cool topic to me. What's yeah. my, what's my favorite pen may not work for you and you may hate it. And you know, that process of finding, you know, the, the best pen for you, it, it's, it's never ending, but it, it, it's a fun journey. Before we before we wrap this episode up, I just thought: is there anything around pencils? Because we've we've mentioned pens, but are there any pencil terms that are worth bringing up? Yeah, there, there's a few. I mean, I am not a pencil guru. I will be the first to admit. I do use right. I do use mechanical pencils and drafting pencils a lot, and there is a difference between the two. Um, a mechanical pencil, I would just say, is is in a general um, pencil you can find at the store with a more conical shaped tip. Um, with a standard um, click mechanism to extend the lead, whereas a drafting pencil has a little, it has a different shape tip. It's more of a, it's actually more of a needle shape like a pen would be. And the reason, the reasoning behind that is, you know, with architects and engineers, they want to be able to see the page and see the, it gives them a little more uh, clearance and clarity around where they're writing and drawing and sketching. Um, so they're designed a little bit differently and they usually have a few more bells and whistles like, um, lead indicators to, you know, a, an architect might have five different lead types in five different pencils and though there's lead indicators and things like that to let him know which pencil to pick up, which has, which lead in it. So that again, more episodes where we could fill up uh, plenty of time talking about that stuff. The one area with pencils where I'm not that all well-versed in is your traditional wood case pencils. Right. And that's, you know, what you, you know, your regular number two lead pencil, yellow Ticonderoga pencil that you used, you know, all coming up through elementary, middle school, high school, all of that. <laughs> um, I've used a few. That's a, an area where I'm, I'm not an expert and I have some in mind that I hope to get on to, to be able to talk more uh, eloquently about that. Cool. So, You'll be able to find um, a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about today in the show notes, like the links and stuff and, and some of the equipment that we've spoken about. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to get in touch with the show, um, we'd love any feedback. Um, if you have anything that you'd like to hear us cover um, in future episodes, then you can do that by going to the contact page, which again is 70decibels.com forward slash contact. It's a little contact form there, um, and you can just select the pen addict from the drop-down menu. Um, and it will go straight into me and I'll be able to forward it on to Brad if necessary or add it to the topic list um, where where we need to. So, Brad, if people do want to get in touch with you individually, though, where can they go to do that? Right. You can find me online at penaddict.com. Mm -hmm. You are also welcome to hit me up anytime on Twitter at Dowdyism. That's D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And you can email me at thepenaddict.com at gmail.com if you have any questions comments uh, i always love to talk pens and paper so i would be happy to hear what you have to say cool 
and you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Um, if you don't ask me pen and paper questions yet, but if you want to share with me the fact that you know nothing like I do, then <laughs> you can feel free to do that there, um, and we can marvel in Brad's intelligence um, on Twitter. Bow down. Exactly, we will have to. Bow down to the dowdy. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to add, mate, before we wrap this episode up? Uh, I don't think so, except that, you know, once you get going on this topic, it's, it seems endless. So uh, I, I think this is going to be fun, and I'm really excited about it. So we're hoping to have a weekly show. Yes. Um, we're going to be covering topics like the ones that we've mentioned. Um, there may be some video chucked in at some date in the future. And we're also looking to have guests on as well to talk about their pen and paper setups and what they like to use. So got lots to look forward to so i want to thank everyone for tuning in to the first episode of the pen addict um i hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed recording it uh brad thanks for uh taking my invitation to join the network absolutely uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you hey i'm uh um I'm, I'm in amongst uh some some pretty elite company so i'm, I'm happy to be here it's well deserved so until next time bye-bye bye-bye